the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Matthew includes five women, if you count Mary, in this genealogy. It was very uncommon to include women in a genealogy. It's almost unheard of. Genealogies were traced through the men, not the women. The genealogy that's in Luke chapter 3, all men and that list. No women are included. And that was normal. That was typical. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus turned all of society on its head. He valued the least of these. He elevated women and foreigners. He showed the world that it doesn't matter who you are. He loves you. Today, Pastor Dan is going to show us the influence of Jesus on Matthew's writings right from the first chapter, where Matthew surprisingly includes women in genealogy. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. In Luke's Gospel, when the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she would have a child, the angel said to her, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Speaking of Jesus. Now this will be fulfilled when Jesus comes again to the earth the second time as the king of kings and lord of lords. And from that time, he will reign on David's throne forever. And at that time, just as it says in Isaiah 9, the government of the world will be upon his shoulder. His kingdom will come. His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the Messiah, whoever it is, got to be a son of David. Got to be a son of David. Jesus is the son of David. Jesus is also the son of Abraham. Jewish history began with Abraham. Abraham is the father of the Jewish people. So Matthew shows that Jesus descended from Abraham in this genealogy. Jesus was a Jew. So he must be a Jewish, you know, he's a Jewish Messiah. He has to be of the Jews to be the Jewish Messiah. You know, uh, years ago when we we were still living in Florida, before we we moved here, I was on staff at a Calvary Chapel in Florida. And one day a guy called the church uh, and he got on the phone with an assistant pastor at the church and he told him he's Jesus Christ. How about that? Jesus Christ called the church. 
And he was calling because he would like to speak that Sunday uh, to the congregation and address the congregation. Again, you know, one Sunday only, Jesus Christ is going to be here kind of thing. So anyways, the assistant pastor is speaking to this guy, and I'm asking him some questions, and he asked the guy, well, where were you born? The guy said, Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> he said, you're not the Messiah, you're not Jesus Christ. I mean, that's like a $100 question on Jeopardy, right? You can't miss that, right? How'd you get that one wrong? So he must be a son of Abraham. Turn back with me to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17. So we can look at the covenant and the promise that God made with Abraham. Genesis 17. Verse 1. And when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. God promised Abraham to to make of him a great nation. Kings would come from him. And God promised to give the land of Canaan to Abraham's descendants as an everlasting possession. How long is an everlasting possession? Forever. Right? So the the land of Canaan, what we call Israel today, it, it belongs to the descendants of Abraham, to the Jewish people, forever. This is the covenant that God makes. Now turn over to chapter 22 of Genesis. Genesis 22, verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. This is when God told him to take Isaac up Mount Moriah and sacrifice him. And God stopped him, but he was obedient to the Lord. And Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you and multiplying. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Now look at verse 18. This is the key verse. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Now, if you're taking notes next to verse 18, jot down Galatians chapter 3 Verses 16 to 18. Galatians 3, verses 16 to 18. In Galatians 3, the Apostle Paul explains to us that verse 18, he explains to us the meaning of verse 18, what verse 18 is talking about. And Paul says that verse 18 does not say seeds plural, but seed singular, and it's speaking of Jesus Christ. Not all the Jewish people. 
Jesus is the seed of Abraham that blesses all the nations. Through Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and his resurrection, Jesus provides forgiveness and salvation for all people who put their faith and trust in him. We are blessed with salvation through Jesus Christ, and this salvation is available to all nations. In Revelation, we have this this scene of heaven, and we see in heaven that there will be believers out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So the seed in verse 18 that will bless all the nations, Paul tells us that seed is Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Messiah, is the son of David and the son of Abraham. Now, turn back to Matthew chapter 1 for me. And I just want to make a few comments about this genealogy in verses 2 to 16 here in Matthew chapter 1. We're not going to go through every name, but I just want to point out a few things about this genealogy. First of all, it's not a comprehensive genealogy. Matthew left out several of the names in the genealogy that we find elsewhere in other genealogies in the Bible. That was a common practice in Jewish genealogies. His purpose here is not to give us an exhaustive genealogy of Jesus. His purpose is to prove that Jesus descended from Abraham and David, that Jesus is from the right nation and the right family and thus qualified to be the Messiah. And Matthew does that with the names that he provides here in this list. So it's not, it's not comprehensive. He's selective. He leaves some people out. And interestingly, he includes some people that are kind of unusual. The second thing I want to point out is that this is the genealogy of Joseph. This is the genealogy of Joseph. Joseph, of course, was not the biological father of Jesus. Jesus was the son of God, is the son of God. Joseph was the adoptive father of Jesus. This genealogy establishes Jesus's claim to the throne of David through his adoptive father, Joseph. In Luke's gospel, chapter 3, we have another genealogy. That's the genealogy of Mary. Mary was also a descendant of David. So Jesus' lineage is traced back to David through his adoptive father, Joseph, and also through Mary. The third thing is I want you to notice in verses 11 and 12, the mention of Jeconiah. In the line of Jesus. Do you see Jeconiah's name there in verses 11 and 12? Now, Jeconiah, he he may not be familiar to most of us. uh, But remember, Matthew is writing to Jews. And Jews knew who Jeconiah was. Jeconiah was one of the kings of Judah. And here's why Jeconiah was remembered, and here's why he was was famous. Jeconiah surrendered the kingdom of Judah to Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians without a fight. Jeconiah gave himself and the kingdom of Judah to the Babylonians. He just handed it to them when they showed up without putting up a fight at all. It was a disaster. Under Jeconiah, 
the nation was taken into slavery and Babylon and entered into one of the darkest times in Israel's history. Jeconiah was a horrible king. And in Jeremiah chapter 22, if you're taking notes, Jeremiah 22 verses 28 to 30, God pronounces a curse on Jeconiah. And God said, listen, none of Jeconiah's descendants would ever sit on David's throne again. None of Jeconiah's descendants can ever sit on David's throne as the king again. Well, that's a problem. That's a problem for us because Jeconiah is in this genealogy. Joseph is a descendant of Jeconiah. That means Joseph cannot sit on David's throne. Now, the the Jewish reader who knows his history would know that Jeconiah creates a problem in the line of the Messiah. The Bible says the Messiah will reign on the throne of David forever. But no descendant of Jeconiah can sit on David's throne. So how do you get around that? The virgin birth. The virgin birth. The virgin birth. Jesus is not the biological son of Joseph. He's the legal son. He's the adopted son. But he's not a biological son. Jesus has a legal right to the throne of David. But he's not a descendant of Jeconiah. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Matthew presents this Jeconiah problem in the line of David and then immediately provides the solution with the account of the virgin birth in the second half of chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. So again, he's writing to a Jewish audience. As they're reading through that genealogy, they see Jeconiah's name. They know that creates a problem because no one after Jeconiah can sit on the throne of David. What are you going to do about that? Well, then, well, the virgin birth. And he explains that Jesus was born of a virgin and that he's not the biological son of Joseph. Look at verse 16. It says, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Matthew makes it clear in verse 16 that Joseph is not the father of Jesus. Joseph is the husband of Mary and Jesus was born to Mary, not to Joseph. So the curse of Jeconiah is not passed to Jesus because of the virgin birth. And we're going to talk more about the virgin birth next week. 
The fourth thing I want to point out about this genealogy is who is included in Jesus' genealogy. Matthew includes five women, if you count Mary, in this genealogy. It was very uncommon to include women in a genealogy. It's almost unheard of. Genealogies were traced through the men, not the women. The genealogy that's in Luke chapter 3, all men in that list, no women are included. And that was normal. That was typical. And it's interesting to remember that this is not a comprehensive genealogy. Matthew was selective in who he included, who he left out. But he makes a point to include these women in the genealogy. Tamar is mentioned in verse 3. Rahab and Ruth in verse 5. The wife of Uriah, who was Bathsheba, in verse 6. And then you have Mary in verse 16. So there are women in this list. Gentiles are also included in Jesus' ancestry. Rahab was a Canaanite. Ruth was a Moabitess. So you have Gentiles, non-Jews, included in the family of Jesus. There are kings and paupers in this list. Rich and poor in this list. And with the exception of Jesus, every person in this list was a sinner. Each one, from the very well-known to the unknown, had a life marred by sin. I don't even have to know their story to know their life was marred by sin. Just like I don't, I don't need to know your story to know that your life has been marred by sin. Because the Bible says we all sin. And we all fall short, that there's none righteous, no, not one, that there's none who does good, no, not one. It's true for all of them. Just looking at this list, the ones that are that are familiar to us, Abraham, father of faith, father of the Jewish people. He was a liar. Remember, he lied twice about his wife, said she was my sister, jeopardized the safety of his own wife. Judah conspired against his brother, Joseph, and Judah Uh, engaged in sexual immorality with a prostitute, Rahab. You know, Rahab is always referred to as Rahab the what? The harlot. Except here in Matthew's gospel when she's connected to Jesus Christ. Now, Rahab is mentioned in four books of the Bible, and it's only here in Matthew that it doesn't tell us that she's a harlot. Right? So when you're in Christ, your sins are washed away. If anybody's in Christ, they're a new creation. The old things pass away. Everything is made new. But she was a prostitute. David was an adulterer and murderer. Bathsheba was an adulterer also. Manasseh, mentioned in verse 10, he was an idolater. He actually, as king, he set up altars to different idols in the temple, in the house of Yahweh, in the house of the Lord And we're told he sacrificed his own children. Human sacrifice to idols. And that's just a sampling from the list. We don't we don't have time to consider the history of each person mentioned in this list. But I can tell you, they're all sinners. Now, we might expect Jesus to come from a super righteous, 
holy, moral family. That's, that's nothing like your family, right, or my family. Listen, his family's just like your family. His family's probably worse than your family. His family's worse than my family. And what's so wonderful about this genealogy is this genealogy includes the kinds of people Jesus came to save. But the Bible says that Jesus chose to be numbered with the transgressors. He chose to be numbered with the transgressors. Jesus said, count me in with the transgressors. Put, put me in that group. And I'm grateful for that. Because I'm a transgressor. And I'm glad that Jesus, when he, when he looked at humanity, he said, put, put me in with the people that sin. Put me in with the people that fail. Count me in with the transgressors. That's my group. He came to save sinners. And listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. The list shows us. It it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, a male, female, rich, poor, well-known, unknown. It doesn't matter how horrible your sin is or how messed up your life is or how messed up your past is or how messed up your family is. It doesn't matter. Jesus came to save you. Listen to these very familiar verses from John chapter 3. This is Jesus speaking. You know these verses. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world that, that we might be saved. To save us. We need a savior. The people in this genealogy. They need a savior. You need a savior. I need a savior. Jesus came down from heaven. He's born of a virgin. He steps into humanity. And he died on the cross for our sins. To take our punishment in our place. As our substitute. And on the third day Jesus rose again from the dead. He's alive today. He's seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven where he's interceding for us. And he did all of that to save us. To save us. Because he loves us. And he wants to have a relationship with each of us. And he wants to spend eternity with us. And listen again. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whoever puts their faith in Jesus Christ, will be saved and be given everlasting life. You're a whoever. I'm a whoever. Yeah, yeah but Pastor Dan, I, I, I've done some pretty terrible things. Pastor Dan, I, I, I've gotten myself caught up in, in some bad things. I've, I've made a mess. But you're still a whoever, right? You're still a whoever. Matthew's genealogy here that's listed, it reminds us that God's forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ is available to all people. To all people. It doesn't doesn't matter what you've done or what you're doing. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he will forgive you of all of your sins and he will give you eternal life and he will make you a son or daughter of God. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, It doesn't matter. There is salvation and forgiveness in Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, and he has more to share with you next time. How is what you're hearing from this book landing in your heart? If there's anything that's prompting you to seek out more questions or to ask for prayer in any way, would you be willing to give us a call and talk to us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever you might be wondering or thinking about. Our number is 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this first book of the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to teach on from Matthew, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue growing. There's so much to appreciate by reading God's Word. We hope you'll tune in next time and be a part of our listening audience right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.